0: GOOD MORNING, EVERYBODY. PRAISE THE LORD. WHAT A JOY IT IS TO SEE YOU. SO GLAD TO BE HERE. ARE YOU GLAD TO BE IN THE HOUSE OF THE LORD? ISN'T HE FAITHFUL? PRAISE GOD. LISTEN, BEFORE WE GET INTO OUR TEACHING, I WANT TO DO SOMETHING. I'M GOING TO ASK ALL OF THOSE OF YOU THAT ARE EITHER INSTRUCTORS, TEACHERS, uh, WORK WITH SCHOOLS, WHETHER IT'S PRESCHOOL ALL THE WAY UP THROUGH COLLEGE drive bus, work in the cafeteria, whatever you may do with a school system, will you just stand to your feet? Or even if you do homeschooling, go ahead and just stand to your feet, if you will. All over the room, just stand to your feet. Come on, stand to your feet. There you go. Just stay on your feet. Don't sit down. Stay on your feet. Stay on your feet. I want to take an opportunity for our church family just to pray with you and just bless you as many of you just several weeks ago you you know school seems like it's getting earlier and earlier now and uh, several of you started a few weeks ago some of you have just started this past week but we want to take an opportunity as a family just to pray with you and just to bless you and listen we want to decree and declare that this is going to be a great school year for you a great school year for you that god is just going to do some awesome things give you discernment, give you wisdom, whatever capacity you serve. We want you to know that your church family is standing with you and we embrace you. If you Listen, if you're sitting around anyone that's standing, go ahead and be so kind as just to maybe touch them on the shoulder or the hand and the rest of us just stretch your hands out to someone that is in the vicinity. Just point your hand in their direction. And I, I'm going to pray, but I want to encourage us as a family. Would you do something? You that are praying in this auditorium, all of us are praying, in fact. Go ahead and speak out a prayer of blessing in such a way that the people around you can hear you praying for them. Will you do that? Let's pray right now. Just lift your voices. Lift your voices and pray for them. Father, we thank you and we bless you. Thank you for this man. Thank you for this woman. Father, we as a family, we just embrace them with love. WE EMBRACE THEM, LORD GOD, AND and WE ASK YOU TO SEND THE EMPOWERMENT OF THE HOLY SPIRIT JUST TO LIFT THEIR HEARTS, TO GIVE THEM WISDOM AND DISCERNMENT. THANK YOU, LORD. WE DECREE AND DECLARE THAT THIS WILL BE A POWERFUL YEAR FOR THEM, THAT THEY WILL BE INSTRUMENTS OF JESUS. HALLELUJAH. THAT, GOD, YOU WILL USE THEM TO TOUCH OTHERS, LORD GOD, AND TO BE A LIGHT WHERE THERE IS DARKNESS. We thank you, Lord, for them. We bless you, Lord, for them and honor you for all that you're doing. And thank you as we go into the Word today, Lord. Just give us understanding of your teaching. Bless us as we learn from you, O God. Let us learn from the feet of Jesus and just grow through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and give God praise. Let's celebrate those that we prayed for as well. Come on. We certainly, certainly want you to know how important and valuable you are to each and every one of us. As the movie says, you are kind, you is sweet, you is smart, and you is important, okay? So we are very thankful for each and every one of you. Well, we're in a wonderful series uh, this year that is focusing on our identity in Christ. This is the year of identity, examining through various passages who we are in Jesus Christ so that we can move in the fullness of what God has called us to move in as a family, both corporately and individually. And uh, we're now in Galatians. We're in part five of the book of Galatians. and. Pastor has done a wonderful job, Pastor Lance, at just uh, laying the introduction on this. And then on last week, we were blessed to have Pastor Alex Weiss from the Vita Church come and share with us. And what a powerful teaching he shared with us as well. Wasn't that wonderful? And) uh, We're just going to jump right on the back of that and continue on as we look at Galatians 3. Now, if you have your handout, go ahead and just pull that out, if you will, please. And we're going to do our fill in the blank on the handout that you should have received when you came into the worship center on this morning. And go ahead and just fill this in, God's rules, God's rules are for our guidance. Not acceptance. God's rules are for our guidance. Not acceptance. Okay. And we're, we're going to really kind of d- dive into this and explore what are we talking about when we speak about God's rules. God's guidelines. The things that God has set in place for our benefit But we're also going to look at how God has enabled us through his awesome wisdom and his love for us. He has enabled us with the ability to live out what he's called us to do, how he's called us to live, not based upon, watch this, what we can offer to him, but it is based upon what he has offered to us through Jesus Christ. I want to look at a passage here. You should be in Galatians 3. But I want to back up, if I may, to verse 6. And I'm going to read verse 6 through verse 9. And I'm going to read it from the Amplified Bible because it just seems to really bring out an emphasis of some of the things that we're going to lock into as we go through the text here. So, we're going to start here in verse 6. We're just going to read verse 6 through verse 9. I'll read this in the Amplified. And notice what it says. Just as Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, or as conformity to God's will and purpose, so it is with you also. So it is with you also. Just as Abraham believed God, and it was credited. It's an accounting term. It was put into his account. IT WAS CREDITED AS RIGHTEOUSNESS, SO IT IS WITH YOU ALSO, VERSE 7, SO UNDERSTAND THAT IT IS THE PEOPLE WHO LIVE BY FAITH WITH CONFIDENCE IN THE POWER AND GOODNESS OF GOD WHO ARE THE TRUE SONS OF ABRAHAM. THE SCRIPTURE foreseeing THAT GOD WOULD JUSTIFY THE GENTILES BY FAITH PROCLAIMED THE GOOD NEWS OF THE SAVIOR TO ABRAHAM. IN ADVANCE. EVERYONE SAY IN ADVANCE. THAT'S IMPORTANT. IN ADVANCE WITH THE PROMISE SAYING, IN YOU SHALL ALL THE NATIONS BE BLESSED. THAT INCLUDES US, FOLKS. VERSE 9. SO THEN THOSE WHO ARE PEOPLE OF FAITH, WHETHER JEW OR Gentile, ARE BLESSED AND FAVORED BY GOD AND DECLARED FREE, I LIKE THIS, FREE OF THE GUILT OF SIN AND ITS PENALTY and placed in right standing with him along with Abraham, the believer. Amen. Along with Abraham, the believer. Uh, Abraham had faith in God and it was credited to him as righteousness. So it is with us. Amen. So it is with us, period. So it is with us. And, and, and I like this because as, as has been shared with us, Uh, WHEN PAUL ADDRESSES THE GALATIANS, HE'S ADDRESSING A CHURCH THAT GOD ENABLED HIM TO HELP ESTABLISH. AND THEY START OUT WELL. THEY START OUT REALLY WELL. THEY'RE HEARING THE GOSPEL. THEY'RE HEARING THE GOOD NEWS. THEY'RE RECEIVING IT BY FAITH. AND GOD BEGINS TO GROW HIS CHURCH. BUT THERE'S A GROUP OF FOLKS THAT COME ALONG AND SAY, WAIT, 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 WAIT. I'm glad that this has happened for you, but there's some other things that you need to do. Uh, You don't have it all. In order to be saved, in order to have uh, a connection with God, you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And in essence, you've got to go back and start obeying the law. And if you obey the law, then you will be truly favorable in the eyesight of God. Now, they're teaching something completely different. THAN WHAT GOD HAD GIVEN THROUGH HIS GOSPEL through HIS APOSTLE PAUL. SOMETHING COMPLETELY DIFFERENT. THEY'RE SAYING THAT SALVATION AND FELLOWSHIP OR CONNECTION WITH GOD IS PREDICATED UPON WHAT IT IS THAT WE DO. NOW I THINK ABOUT THIS BECAUSE PAUL OPENS UP GALATIANS 3 BY ASKING THE QUESTION, WAIT A MINUTE. HE MAKES AN OBSERVATION. YOU STARTED OUT WELL. YOU WERE ON TRACK. THEN HE asks THE QUESTION. Who has bewitched you? Who has seduced your thinking? Who has caused you to question or to have second thoughts in regards to your relationship with God? It's a heavy-duty question. And and he's saying this emphatically because he's concerned. I mean, this, this has the potential. OF THROWING PEOPLE SO FAR OFF IN THEIR WALK WITH GOD THAT IT HAS CATASTROPHIC CONSEQUENCES. YOU KNOW, I WAS THINKING ABOUT THIS BECAUSE uh, SOME OF YOU DON'T KNOW MY BACKGROUND. BUT I CAME FROM IN EARLY MY TEENAGE YEARS, UP UNTIL I WAS IN MY 20s, I WAS IN A BACKGROUND IN WHICH I ATTENDED A CHURCH THAT HAD A LOT OF RULES AND A LOT OF REGULATIONS. And uh, some of those rules and regulations they put out there, for instance, uh, ladies, you couldn't wear makeup or jewelry, couldn't cut your hair, had to wear dresses down to the floor. And uh, men, we had to wear suits all the time. You, you know, I typically wear a suit anyway, but they said, no, you got to wear it all the time. you got to have your suit on, and that makes you spiritual. I was an usher in our church, and we had ladies who were ushers that ushered with us. And I remember them telling the ladies, ladies, you can't wear open toe shoes. Why? Because it'll cause the men to backslide. I NEVER COULD FIGURE OUT WHAT IT WAS ABOUT SOMEBODY'S TOE THAT WOULD CAUSE THEM TO WANT TO GIVE UP ON THEIR SALVATION AND BACKSLIDE. YOU understand WHAT I'M SAYING. YOU not UNDERSTAND THAT. BUT THEY WERE LIKE, COVER UP EVERYTHING. And, AND THEY WERE IN FACT, NOW HEAR ME, THEY WERE WELL-MEANING IN THEIR HEARTS. THEY WERE GOOD PEOPLE, BUT THEY WERE TRYING TO ADD TO GRACE WHAT IN ESSENCE YOU'RE NOT TO DO BECAUSE IT IS ALWAYS GOD'S GRACE PLUS NOTHING. You can't ever add anything to what God has put into place, you see. And so I grew up in that type of background. And so I'm somewhat familiar when people come to me, and they still do. I've been a believer now for 47 years of my life. And I still have people who will come to me. And if I'm not careful, they will try to seduce my thinking and cause me to question whether or not I have relationship with God based upon what they perceive it ought to be. You see, I had someone recently, I had a lady come up to me and said, "Uh, I'm I'm looking for a good church to go to. And I said, oh, you got to come to Bridgeway. Got to come to Bridgeway. Did I tell her right? I I, I think this is a good church, right? I said, you ought to come to Bridgeway. It's a good church. And she says, well, I want to know, are they a Bible believing church? And I said, absolutely. They're a Bible-believing church. They love God and so forth. And then she said, no, 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 no. I want to know, do they teach the whole word? I said, absolutely. They teach the whole word of God. No, no, no. I mean, do they really teach the whole word? That there are certain days that are to be observed. There are certain feasts that are to be observed. There are certain things that you are to wear and not wear. And I said, ah, you got the wrong church, but we teach the whole word. (laughs) We teach the whole word. You got the wrong church, but we teach all of the word of God. See, folks will attempt to add something to the word, and if we're not careful, we'll be like that old children's fable, Rikki-tikki-tavi, where it's the mongoose and the cobra, and the cobra's causing the mongoose to be confused by glaring into your eyes. Some of you got people saying things to you that are making you doubt who you are in Christ. But by the time we finish this teaching, I need you to be fully confident of who you are in Christ. That no matter who comes and says anything to you, you know that you know that you know that you know that Jesus is the Lord of your life. Come on, give God praise for that. You believe that? Look what it says in verse 10, let's look at verse 10 for all who rely on works of the law are under a curse for it is written. Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law. Did you catch that? Cursed is everyone who does not, who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them, not just abide by them, but you got to do them verse 11. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. Listen to what Paul says. It's evident that no one, absolutely no one is justified before a holy God. No one is justified before a holy God by keeping the law. See, for the righteous THOSE THAT ARE TRULY DECLARED RIGHTEOUS, THEY LIVE BY FAITH. BUT THE LAW IS NOT OF FAITH, RATHER THE ONE WHO DOES THEM SHALL LIVE BY THEM. CHRIST REDEEMED US FROM THE CURSE OF THE LAW BY BECOMING A CURSE FOR US. FOR IT IS WRITTEN, "Cursed IS EVERYONE WHO IS HANGED ON A TREE, VERSE 14, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised Spirit. Watch this through faith. That we might receive the promised Spirit through faith. See, the, the problem we have with those of us that try to keep the law is that you can't keep it. <laughs> it's impossible. You, you you cover your feet, your head's gonna show. You cover your head, your feet's going to show. You, you understand what I'm saying? It is impossible for us to keep the law. The, the, the other day, uh, my, my wife and I have a goddaughter who's a police officer with the uh, sheriff's department. Well, she's a sheriff, a deputy. And uh, she, uh, every now and then, she and one of her partners that rides along with her, they will stop over at the house and just come in. She w- wants to come in and just check on us. And she'll bring dinner over to the house and what have you. Or sometimes they'll stop and do a bathroom break right there in our house, you know. So I'm, I'm, meeting, I'm meeting officers all the time coming up through the house, you understand. And uh, so we, we were sitting there just about three days ago. And she brought some stop over to the house. And I met one of the new officers. And he came in. And he says, my, my name is Marcus. And I said, I've seen you before. I've seen you before. He said, yeah, I I, I ride the motorcycles, and typically I sit on the motorcycles at the stop sign that's right around the corner that everyone kind of runs through. (laughs) So he he says, I've seen your car. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen your car. (laughs) But we never met. So he says, yeah, everybody kind of runs through this stop. It's just kind of like a rolling stop. They just kind of run through. And typically, he, along with two other officers, will just sit there and they just start picking them off. Just start picking them off like wildebeest. You know, they start taking them out. (laughs) And so uh, he was telling me this. He says, "Uh, we had a situation. He says, kind of a funny story. He says, we had a situation where a man rolled through the stop. He made that right hand turn. He didn't see us until he came right across the stop sign. And all of a sudden, he slammed on his brakes. Just slammed on his brakes. You know, now again, he's probably been doing this for a while. But this particular time, the officers were sitting there. He slams on his brake, and the car behind him smacks him. (laughs) Just, I mean, went right behind him. So then the officer gets out and looks over at the gentleman. He says, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. He says, man, the officer said, well, you know, I'm going to have to write you up. He says, no, I'm I'm more concerned about the person that's behind me. And the officer said, why? Because that's my wife. (laughs) (laughs) The problem with the law is that none of us can keep it. And the problem is, is that when we attempt TO GO AGAINST GOD'S LAW AND GO AGAINST THE THINGS THAT GOD HAS PUT INTO PLACE. HOW MANY OF YOU KNOW IT ALWAYS GETS US IN TROUBLE? THERE'S CONSEQUENCES. THERE'S CONSEQUENCES. THERE'S COLLATERAL DAMAGE THAT COMES WHEN WE GO AGAINST THE THINGS THAT GOD HAS PUT INTO PLACE. BUT HERE'S THE LOVING GOD THAT WE SERVE. HE KNOWS THAT WE CANNOT KEEP IT IN OURSELVES. AND HE ALSO KNOWS THAT THE LAW COULD NEVER BRING US INTO RIGHT STANDING. Or into righteousness with God. He knew that. So he puts in place a plan that I submit to you was not an afterthought in the mind of God that takes place after the fall of Adam and Eve. God doesn't turn around when Adam and Eve fall and miss the mark and they eat of the fruit and they disobey God. God does not call a state of emergency and say, Oh, myself, what am I going to do? God has already set in place his own son who will become the ultimate sacrifice that will stand in the presence of God. And watch this, folks. He will take upon himself the curse that was meant for us, and he exchanges it and gives us his righteousness. Boy, that sounds like a deal. Come on, somebody. God says... YOU DON'T HAVE TO LIVE UNDER THE CURSE ANY LONGER I'LL TAKE THE CURSE AND THE CURSE WILL BE UPON JESUS WHO IS THE SACRIFICE AND ALL I WANT YOU TO DO IS TAKE THE the RIGHTEOUSNESS THAT HE GIVES TO US IN FACT LET ME SHOW YOU A SCRIPTURE OVER IN ROMANS 8. It brings this out pretty nicely in Romans 8. And when I looked at this, I said, man, God, thank you. Because sometimes I want to get so much into what I can do instead of recognizing what you've already done. Now hear me. Hear hear me. It's not to suggest that you and I don't do any good works. Well, if Jesus has done it all, that means I don't have to do anything. Uh, No. The reality is, is that we're not working TO THE CROSS AS TO GAIN OUR SALVATION, WE ARE WORKING FROM THE CROSS BECAUSE WE ARE SAVED. YOU FOLLOW WHAT I'M SAYING? WE'RE we're, we're NOT WORKING TO GET FAVOR WITH GOD. WE ARE WORKING WORKS OF FAITH BECAUSE WE HAVE FAVOR WITH GOD. YOU SEE? BECAUSE GOD HAS BEEN GOOD TO US. LOOK WHAT IT SAYS OVER IN ROMANS 8. AND LOOK WHAT uh, uh, IT SAYS HERE IN ROMANS 8. THREE AND FOUR, IT SAYS, FOR WHAT THE LAW COULD NOT DO IN THAT IT WAS WEAK, ONE TRANSLATION SAYS POWERLESS, THROUGH THE FLESH, THROUGH THE FLESH. NO ONE COULD WORK IT IN THE FLESH. NO ONE COULD DO IT IN THEIR OWN WORKS. GOD DID. EVERYONE SAY GOD DID. did. COME ON, SAY IT AGAIN. GOD DID. GOD DID. HOW DID HE DO IT? BY SENDING HIS OWN SON IN THE LIKENESS OF SINFUL FLESH ON ACCOUNT OF SIN. He condemned sin in the flesh. See, Jesus took care of the sin problem. Jesus took care of the curse problem. See, Jesus said, I'll take it. I'll I'll take the curse. You take the blessing. I'll take the curse and you take righteousness. Now, I've said this to you all before. Therefore, if he has given us righteousness... IF WE HAVE BEEN DECLARED RIGHTEOUS, NOW WATCH MY WORDING ON THIS, THEN IT IS IMPOSSIBLE TO BE ANY MORE RIGHTEOUS THAN WHAT YOU ARE. I THOUGHT THAT WAS GONNA lose ABOUT A THIRD OF THE ROOM. LET ME TRY IT ONE MORE TIME. LET'S TRY IT ONE MORE TIME. (laughs) SEE, IF AFTER HE HAS DECLARED YOU ARE RIGHTEOUS, IF THERE'S ANYTHING ELSE YOU NEED TO DO TO MAKE YOURSELF MORE RIGHTEOUS, IT MEANS THAT THE WORK THAT HE'S DONE IS NOT ENOUGH. THERE'S SOMETHING ELSE THAT YOU'VE GOT TO DO. I, I've got to do this to be... I've got to go to church so many times a week to be righteous. I've got to give so much money to be righteous. I've got to do this to be righteous. I can't say this to be righteous. I can't do this to be righteous. If there's anything else that you have to do to be more righteous than what Jesus Christ has already declared you to be, then that means the work of Jesus is not enough. I submit to you that the work of Jesus is enough and more than enough. His grace... IS SUFFICIENT. IT MEETS THE NEED. SO YOU CAN'T GET ANY MORE RIGHTEOUS. NOW THE THING IS, WE HAVE TO CONVINCE OUR MIND AND OUR ACTIONS OF THAT. WE HAVE TO LEARN TO WALK OUT WHO WE ARE. I'VE GOT TO LEARN EVERY DAY HOW TO WALK OUT RIGHTEOUSNESS AS A HUSBAND, WALK OUT RIGHTEOUSNESS AS A FATHER, WALK OUT RIGHTEOUSNESS AS A MAN. EVERY DAY I HAVE TO Learn and study the Word of God and, and, and embrace the Word of God by faith because the Scripture teaches that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And actually, the translation, it, faith comes by just continually hearing what God is saying about you. That's where faith comes from. Say, I need to continually hear what the Lord is saying about me because I've got all these voices that are trying to speak to me and trying to bewitch me, trying to seduce me, TRYING TO TELL ME I'M NOT GOOD ENOUGH, TRYING TO TELL ME THAT GOD DOESN'T CARE, THAT I MESSED UP LAST WEEK, I MESSED UP AN HOUR AGO, I MESSED UP TWO HOURS AGO, AND GOD'S NOT GOING TO USE ME ANYMORE. SOME OF YOU, THE ENEMY IS LYING TO YOU, TRYING TO MAKE YOU BELIEVE THAT BECAUSE YOU WENT THROUGH THE TRAGEDY OF A DIVORCE THAT GOD DOESN'T WANT TO USE YOU ANYMORE. MAYBE SOME OF YOU ARE SITTING HERE BECAUSE YOU THINK I'M TOO OLD OR I'M TOO YOUNG, GOD CAN'T USE ME. THAT IS A LIE FROM THE ENEMY TO TRY TO THROW YOU OFF COURSE. You are righteous, and God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Say amen, somebody. He has a plan and a purpose. There's another passage over in 2 Corinthians 5.21. Let me read that to you because I think it even affirms it even more so. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For he, that's God the Father, he made him, that's Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us. THAT WE MIGHT BECOME THE RIGHTEOUSNESS OF GOD IN HIM. GOD THE FATHER MADE JESUS WHO KNEW NO SIN TO BECOME SIN FOR US THAT YOU AND I MIGHT BECOME THE RIGHTEOUSNESS OF GOD THROUGH CHRIST JESUS. ISN'T THAT WONDERFUL? SO LET'S GO BACK AND LOOK AT OUR PASSAGE. LOOK AT VERSE 15. Actually, let let me go back just for a moment and look at verse 13 again because I like the way it brings this out. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who hanged on a tree. Now, I want to bring that out because I like that word redeem. You might want to underline that or write that down, the word redeem. The word redeem means literally to purchase... Watch this. To purchase as in slavery, to purchase one who is a slave for the purpose of releasing them into freedom. Uh, Redeem does not mean purchase as in slavery and then keep them as a slave or keep them into bondage. It means to purchase. As one who is in slavery, but to purchase them with the purpose of releasing them into freedom. That's what Jesus has done for us. You have not, listen, you have not been purchased to be one who is still a slave to sin. One who is still a slave to disillusionment and depression and fear and doubt and intimidation. You and I have been purchased so that we can be free to be the men and women of God that He has called us to be. That's what He's purchased us to be. So in verse 15, He says, To give a human example, brothers, even with a man made covenant, no one annuls it or adds to it once it has been ratified. Once the promises were made to Abraham, AND TO HIS OFFSPRING IT DOES NOT SAY AND TO OFFSPRINGS REFERRING TO MANY BUT REFERRING TO ONE AND TO YOUR OFFSPRING WHO IS CHRIST HERE'S WHAT PAUL IS SAYING WHEN GOD MADE COVENANT WITH ABRAHAM WHICH BY THE WAY CAME HUNDREDS OF YEARS HUNDREDS OF YEARS BEFORE THE LAW THE LAW OF MOSES. GOD MAKES A COVENANT WITH ABRAHAM AND SAYS I'M GOING TO BLESS YOU, YOU WILL BE BLESSED AND YOU WILL BE A BLESSING. THROUGH YOU ALL OF THE NATIONS OF THE EARTH WILL BE BLESSED. WHEN GOD MADE THIS PROMISE TO ABRAHAM, WATCH ME FOLKS, ABRAHAM WAS NOT A JEW. Right. HE WAS A Gentile. HE WASN'T A JEW. THE NATION WOULD NOT COME until YEARS LATER, HUNDREDS OF YEARS LATER. SO GOD MAKES COVENANT WITH A GENTILE. HE SAYS, LISTEN, uh, I WANT TO MAKE A PROMISE TO YOU. AND THE PROMISE, ABRAHAM, IS NOT BASED UPON WHAT YOU CAN DO FOR ME, BUT WHAT I'M GONNA DO THROUGH YOU. Amen. See? That's where the promise, I love it. God says, it's a one way. (laughs) The promise is coming from me to you. Because Abraham, there's nothing that you have in your own ability or in your own strength or in your own power that can cause this covenant to stand. It's got to be a covenant that stands solely based upon who I am as God. See, I, I used to hear my grandfather say, credibility depends upon who said it. And in this case, God has said it. GOD SAYS, I HAVE MADE COVENANT WITH YOU, ABRAHAM, NOT BECAUSE OF WHO YOU ARE, BUT BECAUSE OF WHO I WILL BE THROUGH YOU. THAT'S THE PROMISE. THAT'S THE PROMISE. AND SO HE GOES ON TO SAY IN THE PASSAGE IN VERSE 17, THIS IS WHAT I MEAN. THE LAW WHICH CAME 430 YEARS AFTERWARDS DOES NOT ANNUL A COVENANT. Or counsel out a covenant previously ratified by God so as to make the promise void. See, P- Paul is addressing the fact these folks are trying to come back and tell you to follow the law. They're trying to tell you follow the law. He said, no, 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 no. Stay with faith. Don't follow the law. Stay with faith. Because your faith in the promises of God that fulfills the law. It fulfills the righteous requirement that God has. Verse 18. For if inheritance comes by the law, it no longer comes by promise. But God gave it to Abraham by a promise. God gave it to Abraham by a promise. See, law says, do this and live. But grace says, believe this and live believe this and live see and in believing it how many of you know it causes us to want to do to want to do the things that are honoring to God to do the things that bless the Lord it, i I'm, me put it in this vernacular it keeps us from wanting to do rolling stops <laughs> see you think about it before you get there see that's what grace does grace comes through the holy spirit and the holy spirit you know the holy spirit speaks to us the holy spirit tells you don't go to work tomorrow and go off on that co-worker don't turn around and threaten to jump over the desk and snatch them ball-headed just stay faithful to what god has called you to do see that's that's what grace does see But when you're trying to trying to make yourself righteous, I'm gonna make myself, I'm gonna make myself righteous, I'm gonna obey God. How many of you know that without acknowledging Him first, we fall into our own works of the flesh, and it always causes a rolling stop. It always causes us to go through. Before I knew it, I just went off and I just snatched her. I just snatched her. No. See, the Holy Spirit will speak to you through the works of grace and says stop and hear what I'm saying because I'm working on your behalf. So notice what it says here in verse 19, then why the law? Why the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made and it was put in place through the angels by a uh, a mediator, basically. Now, a mediator implies one, more than one, but God is one. See, when the law came, God used the angels. God used Moses. They, in essence, were standing in the middle. They were the ones who were the mediators. But God says, when I have covenant, when I made covenant with Abraham, I didn't send an angel. I didn't send a prophet. God says, when I made covenant with Abraham, I went before Abraham myself. And made covenant. See, that's relationship. That's relationship. God, in His love for us, and in His desire for us to have relationship with Him, He says, "I'm not going to send a need for you to have a Moses or a need for you to have a prophet. I'm going to send my only Son, Jesus." WHO IS THE ONLY MEDIATOR BETWEEN GOD AND MAN. WHY? BECAUSE HE HAS ONE HAND ON GOD BECAUSE HE IS GOD, AND HE HAS ONE HAND ON MAN BECAUSE HE IS MAN. AND HE SAYS, I AM ABLE TO FACILITATE THE TOTAL REQUIREMENT THAT IS NECESSARY FOR YOU TO HAVE RIGHT STANDING WITH THE LORD. THAT'S WHY WE HAVE TO WITH CONFIDENCE KNOW WHO WE ARE IN THE LORD JESUS. You SEE THAT I I WAS TELLING SOMEONE IT SEEMS FOR ME NOW AGAIN I TOLD YOU I'VE BEEN A BELIEVER FOR 47 YEARS BUT I'M GOING TO TELL YOU I'M FINDING OUT THAT THERE ARE SOME THINGS WITHIN MY HEART THAT DAILY I have to confess and check in my spirit, check in my heart, because if I'm not careful, the adversary will wreak havoc with me and lead me to believe that I am unworthy and I don't have the ability to do the things that God has called me to do. You see, I was telling someone uh, recently, some of you know this, I stuttered until I was 17 years old. I was in, in my class, I was kind of the laughing stock. They used to line the kids up uh, uh, to play all the kids' games, and we'd be sitting up there, and they'd have two captains, and they'd pick out folks, and they would say, I'll take you. And I was the tallest one in the class, so I wasn't hard to see. I'll take you, Mary. I'll take you, Johnny. I'll take you, Bobby. And uh, uh, they looked past me, and I'll take you, Anthony, the one with the crutches. I'll take you, and I'll, I'll have you. <laughs> And I'd be the last one to be picked. You see. Well, it started messing with my identity. It started messing with my thinking. So, all of a sudden, I I, I carried that out and I thought that that may have ended as a child. But even as an adult, if I'm not careful, there are certain scenarios and situations that I will come before. And the enemy will use it as an opportunity to say, you're not good enough. So, you have to compensate by doing this. Or you have to do this or do that in order to be accepted it's not until i come to the realization wait a minute i am already accepted in the beloved of god i'm already accepted as a son of the living god i i I was my wife and i had gone to washington on vacation a couple of weeks ago and we were sitting there and i was telling her i was looking on my phone and i said sweetheart i'm finding out on my phone that it's just draining the battery is just draining. It's not holding a charge, and I don't know what's going on. Well, my wife, and she is smarter than me, my, my wife says to me, She says, uh, I want you to go to this page and check your apps because you may need to close your apps. I said, What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I was sitting there completely dumbfounded. I, I'm sitting there looking at her, I said, What do you mean close your apps? I I have a doctorate degree. What do you mean close your apps? (laughs) She said, on your phone, even though you can't see it, anything you have ever opened is still open until you close it. So she says, you got to push the button twice and then it will bring up all your apps and then take your finger and go like this. And it'll close it out. And I started doing it. And I closed out all my, and y'all, I'm talking about five minutes later, I'm still doing this. (laughs) Everything that have ever been open on my phone was still open. What am I saying that for? Because there are some things that some of you have allowed to remain open. Even though you're looking good, you're walking around here grinning and you're smiling and you say, oh, it's a wonderful day. But there are some things that are open in your heart that are trying to discourage you. And every time God gets ready to do something through your life to use you to be a blessing to someone else, the enemy seemingly comes and tries to drain you. Drain you spiritually, drain you emotionally, drain you physically. When we ask you to do something, I'm tired. When when God says, I want you to serve Him, be a blessing, and do this. Well, Lord, I'm in my spiritual desert right now. (laughs) I'm in my spiritual desert. I'm in a wilderness right now. I can't be used of the Lord. And the Lord says, all I wanted you to do was to take some groceries next door to the single mom that needs some food. Can you come out of your desert to do that? See, that's a trick of the adversary to cause you to lose your identity in him. My identity is not found in what I do. My identity is found in what Jesus has done and who I am in him. That's my identity. Okay. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Look down with me, if you will, please, in verse 21. Let's close it up. Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But the scripture imprisoned everything uh, under sin so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Now, before faith came, we were all held captive. I like to put it like this. We were all held on lockdown under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came. Anybody glad that Christ came? in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you who were baptized in Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. There's neither black, white, red yellow come on there's neither baptist methodist church of god pentecostal come on there's neither none of these things for we are all one in christ jesus and if you are christ then you are abraham's offspring heirs according to the promise hallelujah Hallelujah. a picture paints a thousand words i remember 18 years ago, walking into an emergency foster care house and seeing a little baby that was sitting on the lap of a foster mother. And the baby was covered with eczema and psoriasis. And she was having trouble soothing and calming the baby down. So I I went over to the baby and grabbed the baby out of her arms and held him close to me. And the minute I touched that baby, I remember these words came out of my mouth over the baby. I said, this is my son. And I remember calling my wife and saying, you've got to come over to this foster home. There's a baby that's here. And I was just holding him. And the Lord said that this is our son. And she came over. And we grabbed the baby. And we both held him. And I remember the baby could not give anything to us. The baby had no money. Come on. The baby had no ability to work. (laughs) The baby could not pay us. We chose the baby. And I'll never forget that about two years later, we walked into the judge's chambers and we signed a document called the covenant of adoption. And I will never forget that when we signed... When we signed that covenant of adoption, the judge turned around and he pulled it back on his desk. He says, now it's legal now. He says, here's how this works. Before you sign this, this child was under the guardianship of the state. This child was under the guardianship. The, everything that we said is what was determined what would happen with this child. But now that you have signed the covenant of adoption, now, you are his father. You are his mother. He's got your name. In other words, his identity is no longer with the state. His identity is with your name. His, and y'all, I believe that's the case. 18 years later, that boy walks like me, talks like <laughs> me, looks like his mama. That's what Jesus has done for us. We're no longer under the guardianship of the law. We have relationship with God the Father because we have been adopted as sons and daughters. Give the Lord praise all over the world. Stand to your feet. I'm going to invite the prayer team to come up. And as we get ready to pray, the prayer team is anointed and appointed to pray with us. There's some folks in here that before you leave, you need to get up here. And allow us to pray with you so that we can close some apps. <laughs> Come on, lean on somebody and say, close some apps. Close the apps. Close them out. Close them out. we got to close some apps today. Some things that are trying to speak into your mind, into your heart, to discourage you. Don't you leave this place until you close those apps out. And that's why these men and women are here to pray and agree with you. And to help you to close them out. Just to give you some encouragement. And I want you to know... That God has big plans for you, Bridgeway. He has big plans for us. But we've got to know who we are. We do not do works of fear. We do works of faith. We serve God because he's been so good to us. Just the fact that he woke you up this morning. Just the fact that he, I didn't say the alarm clock woke you up. Jesus woke you up this morning because he's got a purpose and a plan for your life. Don't let anybody bring you back into bondage. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Would you lift your hands with me all in this room? Father, we love you. We bless you. We adore you. Thank you for what you have done through Jesus on our behalf. Not of our good works. Not anything that we could offer, but it's everything that you offer to us. It's from that place we serve. It's from that place we love generously. It's from that place that we give everything. THAT HAS BEEN GIVEN TO US, WE ARE BLESSED TO BE A BLESSING. WE GIVE YOU PRAISE AND HONOR IN JESUS' NAME, AMEN. HAVE A BLESSED DAY, EVERYBODY.